if you are, why don't you give him a great big hand of praise. And at the same time, Pastor Mitchell is raising a yellow sign to Children's Church, age 4 to 11. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Good to be in the house of the Lord. It's awesome to be in 2024. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Last year, we, we have an award we give out each year. It's called the Life Impact Award. It is in grateful recognition that we here present you with this Life Impact Award for your dedication to outreach and soul winning in our community in 2023. Last year's winner was Sister Joy Dixon, and she did a great job. She had made so many impacts. This year, I'm not sure if our winner is actually in the building. She is in the building. I see her there in the back. But this year's Impact Award winner uh, led a ministry, a food ministry, that fed 714 families, uh, 2,149 adults and children, distributed 41,653.47 pounds of food, ministered in many other ways when people needed food outside of hours, uh, took care of things like that, ministrated a prayer conference that 16 people were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and hosted a foster care Christmas party to uh, provide gifts for foster parents and their children this year. So this year's Life Impact Award goes to, in case you couldn't guess it, Sister Rena Duvall.
found the right man for the job, which allows us to begin to look at moving forward and what we've had plans with for a long time. So Jim Hines uh, came down, we met, and it was a good meeting, and we've got some things to do. Uh, he pulled in the parking lot, and he, he told me, he said, I was on the phone with my wife, and he said, I, I told them, they, they need a parking lot. There's no way they got enough parking to park everyone. So he was even talking about building the parking lot before building the building, so we could have some overflow parking while, while we're going Next case, which would be nice. Parks mentioned, I believe Brother Parks mentioned something about maybe, Pastor, we could uh, we could raise funds by doing a parking place where for one year uh, you could have your name on a parking place out there. Yeah. And, uh, so I think that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Probably the closer to the building, the, the further away. There you go. Some things out. God's good. I'm excited about what God's doing in the church in 2024. I'm truly excited about what the Lord is doing in the church in 2024. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Amen. If you will, turn with me to Matthew 7 7 through 8. My title may not uh, line up with what I read in Scripture, but I will line the rest of the message up with the title. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Give me an amen when you get there. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocketh, it shall be open. If you look here, he's not making a point. He's explaining a process. He's not making a point. He's explaining a process. And I want to preach to you double portion in 2024. Double portion in 2024. Would you leave us in prayer? Lord Jesus, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light to our heart. Allow your word to touch our hearts today. Speak, O Lord, through our pastor. Anoint him, O God. Anoint his lips to speak the word that you would have him to say. Open our ears, O Lord God, for us to receive understanding. Don't let it stop there, O God, but let us apply this word. Your living word, O Lord, that flows through us. Allow our lives to be changed, people to be healed. O God, allow salvation to happen in the house. Oh, God, for one, oh, Lord, that stepped in the building, let him leave, oh, Lord, knowing you more. Oh, God, go down in your name and, and baptism, oh, God, and is filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can give the Lord a hand of praise right now. After that, you can receive it in Jesus' name. I feel like I felt since we've crossed into 2024, I, I, I don't know, 2012, then 2024, or 12 past that's double to me, and double dozen, but more than that, double portion. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things that we like to make a reference of a double portion 
in many areas of our life. How many's ever said that word? I want a double portion. I want twice as much. I, I, I want that. I desire that. We, we want a double portion. Oftentimes we want a double portion on our jobs. Can I get an amen? amen. And uh, I, I remember young in the Lord, I hadn't been living for God long, and we were paycheck to paycheck, and sometimes a little behind that. And I needed some extra money, so we got together as a prayer group, and I began to pray for my paycheck to be more. I prayed for a double portion on my paycheck. Brother Duvall, about that next morning after I finished my shift at work, I did my 24 hours, and I was ready to go home and be with my family. And the boss called, and he said, hey, I need somebody to work today. We had a call out. So... I had to work another 24 hours, and I, I wasn't as excited about that. And a few more days later, I worked again, and the boss called me the next morning, I need you to work today, and I went to work today. And uh, Before you know it, when the paycheck came, guess what? It was a double portion. I had received that double portion that I had prayed for. God made a way, and, and I went to work, and I, I got God made a way because those shifts didn't come by like that. But sometimes when you're praying for something, God will make a way. Yeah. Double portion prayers provide double portion results. If we do the math, $20, a double portion of that would equal $100 would equal $200. If our house value was $100,000 and we wanted to double portion that, what would our house be worth then? And if yours was worth $200, what would it become worth? Four. That's a double portion. If you have four children, what would a double portion be? Y'all, let's pray. Anybody praying for a double portion right now? And, and simple math for our simple thoughts sometimes of what a double portion in 2024 could mean. But I'm really not talking about your pocketbook, your wallet, your job. I'm not talking about your house, your pay, or your car, or how many children you have. Even if you want a double portion, we can pray for that. That's cool. And all of those things they could be a residue of what I'm talking about, but not the purpose of what I'm talking about. Things like that can be the residual blessing of when God is blessing you and blessing your life, but it's not the double portion that I'm speaking of because the double portion that I'm speaking of this morning is a double portion of God's Spirit in your life, a double portion of God's anointing upon you. It, it, it is divine favor and the divine passageway to obtaining what God has for your life in 2024. Let's look at it one more time. I opened up with it. Ask. Matthew 7, 7, 8. And it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds. And him that knocks, it shall be open. I'm telling you the pathway this morning to receiving your double portion. It does not 
come with being a mind. It does not come with being silent. But it comes when you ask. It comes when you seek. And it comes when you knock. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Parks, I'm going to get you to go outside for just a second. I just want you to walk out there. he goes outside the door and he's out there and, and if you're at Christian's house there's one, there's one way you get in and rattling the door is probably not it. Yelling and screaming. <laughs> Yelling and screaming is not how you get in but finally when you finally when you just simply knock on the door you get in and, and that's what this scripture is making it simply and plain to us spiritually there's some things that you've got to do and first of all when he's talking to Jesus sometimes we've got to ask he can read your mind but he's not going to he can wonder how you're thinking but that's not how it works sometimes you've got to learn I've got to open my mouth and I've got to ask and then I've got to seek him and then after seeking him I've got to knock if I want it to be opened unto me not going to be overwritten. It's not going to be slid around. It's not going to be uh, you, you can't just go around it and get it and it will not be substituted. You must ask. You must seek and you must knock. Hallelujah. I don't know about you in 2024. I'm expecting God to do greater things in my life than what I've seen before, than what I've experienced before, than, than, than what's happened before. And I believe that I serve a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all Verse 19 says, So he departed thence and found Elisha. This is Elijah. Elijah the prophet of God. Elijah that had seen miracle after miracle. And here Elijah is and he departed and he found Elisha. Now Elisha would be his predecessor, the one that would come after him. And he found Elisha the son of Shaphat who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. Elisha was out there just uh, plowing his garden, his field. That's how he made his food. That's how he made his money. That's how they fed the kids at his household and his parents. And, and, and so he's out there plowing with, I, I believe it says, 12 yoke of oxen. That's a pretty good plow set, right? I mean, he, he, he's, it's a big field. And he's out there plowing. And while he's plowing, all of a sudden Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. 
a, a coat-like uh, object, and he cast it upon him, and, and uh, often the prophets would wear this mantle, and it would be something that would protect them from the wind. It would be something, if they were sleeping at night outside, that they could lay that mantle down, and they could sleep on it, or they could cover up multiple uses, but he wore that mantle, and he passes by Elisha, and when he passes by Elisha, he cast his mantle upon him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. So this mantle falls upon Elisha. And when the mantle of Elijah falls upon Elisha, all of a sudden Elisha begins to run after him. He leaves the oxen. He leaves everything else. And all of a sudden he is running toward the man of God in his life, this prophet, this uh, this mighty man of God in his life and he runs toward him after he casts the mantle and he says let me I pray thee kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow thee and he said unto him go back what have I done to thee and he returned back from him and listen he took a yoke of oxen and he slew them and he brawled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. So here is Elisha. Now he is the younger. He is the one that's the follower. He, he, he's the, the younger age. And all of a sudden this mantle hits him. Now to me, I don't think he just met this man and just decided to follow after him. I believe there's a school of prophets that was nearby. Most likely he had sat in a classroom with Elijah leading the class and uh, somehow or another he had he had connected with this man of God. I believe that Elisha knew Elijah and I believe that Elijah knew Elisha in some way, shape or form. That when uh, Elijah, when he went by him, he knew who he was going to cast his mantle upon. He knew he was going to thrust it upon and he thrust it upon this younger man and this younger man then all of a sudden receives this cloak, receives this, uh, this mantle and when he receives the mantle he knows something has taken control of his life. Now I believe it's something he had wanted, something he had desired. It wasn't maybe the first time he had heard the call of God upon his life and knew that ministry perhaps was in his future. We don't know all those details but here, here this cloak hits him and immediately he runs after Elijah. Now, next we find he asked to go back to his mother and father to tell them goodbye. He goes back and he slays his oxen. The interesting thing there is the oxen was what he was using as his day in and day out tool. What do you sell? Generators for Yancey. It's kind of like Brother Fowler just taking one of those big old generators and setting it on fire. We know what the outcome of that's going to be. He's not going to be selling for Yancey anymore. Because he'd be making a statement. I'm not going back to Yancey anymore. I'm following after this that's following after me. This that was cast upon me. It's, it's kind of like Thomas works with electrical, right? But it, it's kind of like he took all, what kind of tools you got? Pliers, wrenches, what else? Drills. It, it, it's like he just dumped his toolbox out and set it on fire. 
and, 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 and threw a hog on top of it and slow cooked it and went and served that hog to everybody because, because he's making a statement. And the statement is, I am not going back to what I used to be. I'm following after what God's calling me to be. I, I, I'm not going back to what I was because there's a there, there's this cloak upon me and, and it's going to take more than me being able to plow and then me being able to go and prophesy and me being able to plow and me being able to go and, and save this person or me being able to plow and me being able to go and minister here and travel here. He, he understood the importance of that mantle when it was cast upon him. In that moment, in that time, it, it cemented what he was going to be in ministry and where he was going to be going. Now, similar to Elisha, Someone else who received a double portion type of anointing was David. In 1 Samuel 18, it says, It came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him go home anymore to his father's house. And then Jonathan, now you got to think, Saul is the king. Jonathan is the prince. Saul is the king, and Saul's portion, and even perhaps a double portion, is going to be inherited by Jonathan. But Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped off his robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. And David went out whithersoever Saul went sent him and behaved himself wisely and Saul sent him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came that when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing and meet to meet King Saul with tabrets and with joy and with instruments and music. They came singing about Saul. And this is what they sang. Saul has slain his thousands. But David, who had Jonathan's cloak on and Jonathan's weapons on, was there and they say Saul has slain his thousands but David his ten thousands all of a sudden this young man who came the ruddy lad from the backside of nowhere that had come from keeping sheep had now stepped into a place where he is not only receiving a double portion but it sounds to me like he's receiving even thousands more than what had received. Talking about a double portion and beyond in his life. He had lost it all. He came from nowhere. He was on the backside. He was a keeper of sheep and yet he found himself receiving this double portion. And then the next double portion I want to talk about is Job 42. Job had lost everything. Everything. 
But in Job 42, we find his friends. And it was so, after the Lord has spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said, the Lord starts talking to his friends, so-called friends. And he says, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Therefore take you now seven bullets and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer yourself a burnt offering and my servant Job will pray for you. For him will I accept. Lest I deal with you after your folly and in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right. And like my servant Job, so Eliphaz and Bildad and Zophar they went and did according as the Lord commanded them, and the Lord also accepted Job. Now listen to verse 10 very closely. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Sometimes we ought to pray for our friends. Sometimes we ought to pray for our friends that we know are not our friends, but we ought to pray for them anyway. Because here God turned the captivity of Job around, hallelujah, when he prayed for his friends. And, and it goes on and it says, And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. There's that double portion. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all that he had been acquainted with before. And he did eat bread with them in his house and they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camel and a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand and she asses and he also had seven sons and three daughters and he called the name of the first Jemima and the name of the second Kaziah and the name of the third Karen Hapush and in all the land there was no women found so fair as the daughters of Job and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren after this Job lived a hundred and forty years and saw his sons and his sons sons even four generations so Job died being old and full of days I don't know if the year was something 24 I don't know when it was that it happened for Job I don't know how long he went through what he went through but I know he went through what he went through and I know he went through some of the most difficult times anyone could even ever imagine and I know he experienced loss and pain and grief and he understood what those things were he lost his children he lost his family not only that he lost all of his wealth and all of his cattle and all of his animals and not this morning the path to a double portion in your life. I'm talking to some people that maybe you are an Elisha and God is about 
talking to some lashes right now. You're just plowing through life. You're just punching your proverbial clock. And just plowing. And you go to church. And you hear your Elijah. And he preaches. And the anointing flows. And you're like, God, I want more. God, I know your hand's upon my life. But I got to keep plowing. I got to keep plowing. I got to feed my family. I got to pay my payment. I got to get some rent. I've got to pay the car. I've got insurance. We got to go to the grocery store for the kids. And, uh, I've got to do all this. And you just keep plowing. But can I tell you, there's coming a day that God's going to throw something on you. God's going to do something in your life and perhaps it's in 2024 that he's wanting to take you to the depths of the spirit that you've desired to go that he's going to work in the gifts of the spirit that you've craved and you've prayed for and you've asked God, God I want that gifting that he's going to anoint what you do and that means you've been doing it but you just haven't felt God when you do it. You're going to start feeling God when you do it. And when you start feeling God when you do it, the results are going to change from what, when it's just felt like you. You keep doing what you're doing, and then you allow God to bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Can somebody give the Lord a hand of praise? Somebody know what I'm talking about in here? Yes, 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 yes. Then there's some Davids in here. You just lived your life on the back. We'll just divide it up. How about that? We got the Elijahs up here plowing. And we got the Davids back there. On the backside keeping your sheep. Is that alright? Where's my sheep keepers back there? The shepherds. Alright. And, 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 and so... So we've got the Elishas, they've been plowing, and now Elijah comes by and casts that mantle on them. But now you've got these, and God has put you in connection with somebody. God has done something in your life and connected you with somebody. You don't always understand it, but you understand this one thing. God is in your life, and he has connected you with somebody. And the person he's connected you with is someone that's going to help get you to where you're going. David was connected with Jonathan, and Jonathan had this double portion coming to him, but he loved David so much, he knew David, it, it didn't matter what the way things were supposed to be, he understood the way things God was going to have them to be. Just because man set something in order doesn't mean God's going to set that in order. And, and Jonathan was wise enough to know and to recognize the anointing that David had upon his life, and so much so that he's like, hey, here's my stuff, let me just give you my stuff. Job's in here. 
Masculine or feminine? Is there any Job's in here? You've lost since 2017. You've lost since 2018. Something happened. And it seems like one calamity after another calamity has visited your house. Somebody knocks on your door or buzzes your cell phone or texts you or messages you with another after another and you're like, Lord, how many more can I take? How much more can I take? But can I tell you today that God sent me in here no matter what's going on since 2016 or 2017 or 2018 and you almost get into this mentality, well, what's coming next and how bad's it going to be? What's the next phone call? What's the next text going to be? Nobody? I'll go back to talking about David if I'm not talking to anybody. anybody? And, yeah, I, I, I can talk about Elijah for a little while, but 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 here's Job and, and all these things have happened. And I'm here to tell you today, no matter what you went through in 2023 or 2022 or 2021 or 2020 or 2019 or 2018 or 2017 or 2016, you've got to get out of that mindset because God is about to do something in He's about to do things exceedingly abundantly. 
you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it, God. I trust you with it. I trust you with it, God. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is going to be casting mantles in this place in just a moment. Be ready to receive that. Be ready to receive that. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is seek. Oh, all you got to do is knock. And the Lord of glory is going to share something with you. He's going to cast a mantle upon you. It might not have even been your mantle. It might have been Jonathan's mantle. But he's going to cast it upon your shoulders. Because of what he wants to do. Because what he wants to do is the priority thing in this life. Sometimes you think you can't.
Bible, I'll read this scripture one more time. I'm not saying someone's in captivity. I'm saying this is what it has felt like. And it says in the scripture this, and did according as the word of the Lord commanded. The Lord also accepted Job, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. What's well, felt like captivity, God's about to turn that around. What's felt like in your mindset was like this captivity that was in your mindset to the faith that you knew what to say, you knew how to act, but you felt captive. And God said he's turned that around as you prayed for your friends and he's doing a double work in your life. He's doing a double portion right now in your spirit. Would you give him praise for it right now? Thank you, Jesus.
little bit of a change to our normal, kind of our normal uh, events. But today there'll be Singles with Purpose at 4.30 p.m. Um, Mommy and Me will be tomorrow at 11 a.m. at the Connection in Jessup. I think that's a coffee shop. And Friday night, uh, there'll be a youth rally in Glenville. The youth are going. Um, the van will be leaving the church. So you need to be here at 6 to catch the van because I've told it it, go, it moves fast. Man, that's a joke. Man, it's okay to laugh. All right, we're going to pray, and then we can be dismissed. God of heaven, we love you. Lord, we thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for your word today. Thank you, God, for everything that you've done. God, for the double portions, God, that were poured out and received in this house today. God, we ask your blessings upon the offering. God, we pray that you would just move in our lives. God, we pray that you would go with us until we come again. Lord, we give you all the thanks. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. Reach over and shake somebody's hands. If you see a guest, tell them how good it is to see them. Amen. We love you. God bless.